Hi guys, so my name is Deanna. Thank you and welcome to my podcast. Um, I've named it Exposed or um, God Exposed, um, mostly because exposed means to uncover or unveil, um, not concealed, displayed for viewing, which is, you know, exposed, where it's out in the open, where where we're exposing God and exposed of course is used so often in a negative connotation but I feel like if you have nothing to hide then why fear being exposed and no I'm not against God I'm a God fearing Christian I just feel like exposed is such a testing word but exposed really doesn't have to be if you're not fearful of anything if you haven't done anything what are you afraid of being exposed so here I want to expose God Um, I want to display him for viewing Um, uncover or unveil him for all that he is Um, some antonyms are um, to protect or shield conceal hide or to cover up and if you have nothing to hide then there's absolutely no reason to to be afraid there's no reason to shy away or Um, shield or cover up if you have nothing to hide so my name is Deanna I was born and raised here in SoCal in Southern California and um, I was like I said like I stated I was born and raised here in California as a Christian I was raised in a Baptist church where um, it was it was I would go to church on Sundays and maybe an activity throughout the week. But that's as far as a relationship. And I say that with quotations that I had with God. That's as far as my relationship went with God. Um, As far as a Bible, I, of course, would get a Bible from church every year. Get a Bible for like Christmas or something from aunts and uncles. But... um, I never realized you can have a relationship with God until actually. So growing up, I grew up with my family. My dad was um, head of household. And um, now, now that I look back, it was essentially a perfect family. Your typical, your what everybody strives for, American family. Um, the American dream, you know. Everybody was healthy. Um, can't really complain. We had a roof over our heads. We were always in good neighborhoods. And um, we were, you know, good people. Surrounded by good people. It wasn't until my dad passed away in 2015. And of course things leading up to that. Which knocked me down hit my pride a little bit because whenever somebody in your family kind of changes for the negative it 
kind of shakes up the whole family when you guys are that strong as a family together. And um, I'm glad that I had a relationship or that I knew of God because I feel like I wouldn't necessarily want to run to him if I had seen so much negativity. Um, my dad passed away in 2015. And that um, kind of made me run away from God a little bit. Um, I thankfully at that time was going to work and um, I was going to work and I would work night shift and then in the mornings I would come back home. Well, Sunday, Sunday nights and Monday nights were my days off. So I, every Sunday morning I'd be driving home across, across city and I would pass by this church. I started, of course, going to the church and I started going to a life group or a Bible study. And one, the leaders, the leader there, because I felt I had expressed that I felt like I was searching for this feeling like I had this empty part of my heart because my dad passed away and I was searching for this something to fill that part here on earth. I was searching for something here on earth to fill that void. And nothing, of course, nothing was filling that void like I expected. But she had told me that she had gone to this ministry school. And to tell you the truth, I laughed at her at first. And I was like, you're silly. Like, what What in the world? Ministry school? <laughs> like, why would you go to ministry school? Like, how old are you? <laughs> right? So I end up, go fast forward, I end up going to the open house of this ministry school. And um, I fell in love. Like, I thought it was like the greatest thing ever. And I was like, I have to go. Like, that's amazing. I, of course, want a closer relationship with God and want to dive into the Bible and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, what I found here at, at, this, at the school I went to was that I was missing a lot and I was searching in all the wrong places. For instance, I thought that I could go through life on my own. Just kind of searching and using people, I guess, where I need them. Well, God exposed that and told, showed me that I need a community. I need people. There's no way I can live life alone. And I should have known that because in the book of Genesis, where Adam is... Um, Adam is in the garden and God creates who? Eve. And I'm not talking about man and woman relationship. I'm talking about relationships in general. God said it is not good that man be alone. So he created someone else for Adam. He created Eve. And so 
one thing that I learned, yes, was that I need community. Another thing, I completely was trying to do things on my own understanding. And that's not going to get you anywhere fast, <laughs> let alone anywhere. Um, you need community and you need God. You have to depend on God. There's no way you can live life without God. There's no way you can live life without community and other people. And what I mean by community is, yes, it's a church. Yes, I'm talking about a church group community, but also people. You have to have people to keep you accountable in life. For instance, I have people that I've met at the school, mentors, I have friends, I have, um, you know, just everybody who, where we support each other. There's people going off in missions, on missions, and if they need money, like, I'll help you out with so much, because I'm a little broke too, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, community, and how important it is to ask for help from everybody, not just the people you met here at school, at this Christian school, because of course everybody's going to want to help you there, but out in the real life too. How many people are going are willing to support your ministry? And where am I? So one of the biggest questions that I um I want to get into what I was going to talk about. And And what, what I was going to talk about today is who is God? And I think that's a really good question that somebody asked me was, who is God? How do you, who is God? And I was also thinking who, okay, not to compare myself, not at all, but let's start with something a little bit easier. Who is Deanna? Who am I? How do I answer this question? And of course you start naming off things. Deanna is love. Deanna is beautiful. She has a good smile. She wears nice clothes. She takes care of herself. She has nice hair. She has good friends, good personality, and all of those things. And that's how you, that's how you answer the question, who is Deanna? So I was looking into who is God and in order to understand who he truly is, you have to understand his characteristics um, because they help us to understand him. So some of the um, most asked questions are where did God come from? Who made God? Why does God exist? And who is God? Or can, can, can finite people understand or describe God? Can we understand or describe God? And I have been going through some of the attributes of God, God's attributes. 
and completely as I was going through them, I realized that God's attributes are who he is. They don't just describe him. They are who he is. And some of them are God is eternal. God is sovereign. God is self-existent. God is righteous. God is goodness, gracious, mercy, holy, justice, love, omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. And I don't know if we're going to be able to get through all of them throughout this segment because I only want, I want to cut it around 30 minutes. I don't want it to be too long because I know what it's like to be sitting there listening to an interesting, don't get me wrong, an interesting podcast, but if it goes too long, then you kind of lose my interest somewhere. Um... Another reason why I wanted to start this podcast, not to take a complete left turn, but I wanted to start this podcast because I feel as though in the church, um, out here at least, some of the churches I've gone to, they, let's say, sugarcoat things or they don't talk about things that are going on in real life. For instance, there's a lot of separation and racism, discrimination, and just ugliness going on in the world, but alone in the U.S. There's just so much negativity that is constructed by the devil that is going on in the U.S., and it's taking the the forefront. Um, some people like myself are even, I can't even stand to watch the news anymore because it's not the news. It's all about drama and what's bringing in the most views. Um, and that's not even, that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear the news, what's going on in the world, what's going on in my city, in my town. I don't want to hear about the same, I mean, essentially the same things every day because it's still bringing in the same views. And for that, inst- for that reason, I, I essentially stopped watching the news because it's, it's nothing but drama now. It's full of drama and negative. It's a negativity spiral. It's a tornado of just negativity. And people get involved in that and can't stop watching it day and night. And it's on every day at the same time. So, um, yeah, I just try and get out and live my life instead of focused on someone else's. So back to God's attributes. Um, Like I was saying, his characteristics help us understand who he truly is. So I, I stated at the beginning, God is eternal. And when we think of God is eternal, we think God 
is forever. Let's say that God is forever. When as an attribute, God God is forever. Like Diana is great. God is eternal. When in fact, that is who he is. God is eternal. He is without beginning or end. He lasts forever and will always exist. In Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, God is sovereign. He is a person who has supreme power or authority. In Exodus 18, 11, it says, Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods. Uh, God is self-existent. God has an independent existence. And this one is so difficult. I had to meditate on this one um, just to understand it a little bit. Because to have an independent existence, we can't fathom that because we're here on earth. And we only we can only put people higher than other people. But at the end of the day, we're all, we're all people. But God is above us. He has an independent existence. In John 1, 5, 1, 1, 5, 1 through 5, John 1 verse 1 through 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. I love that God is self-existent. God is righteous. He is acting up. He is acting in an upright, moral way. He is virtuous. In Psalm one forty-five. Verse 17 states, The Lord is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all his works. And I have the same, I don't think you can explain righteous or understand righteous without understanding gracious. So gracious is merciful or compassionate. And God is merciful and compassionate. And I have the same verse, Psalm 145, verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, gracious in all his works. Grace is when we receive favor that we do not deserve. Um, One acronym for grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. And... When you think of grace, let me see that. Let me say that again. Grace is when we receive favor that we do not deserve. God's God's riches at Christ's expense. We do not deserve grace. We don't. <laughs> um. God is an act of kindness, compassion, and favor. God is mercy. 
in Ephesians 2 verse 4 says God who is rich in mercy in Titus 3 verse 5 not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit so when we experience God's mercy we are spared punishment that we don't deserve we do not deserve so mercy is when you're spared punishment that we don't deserve and grace is when we receive favor that we don't deserve I think I said that wrong so mercy is when we experience God's mercy we are spared punishment that we do deserve there we go we are spared punishment that we do deserve and grace is when we receive favor that we do not deserve next is God is good God is goodness God is moral excellence and virtue um, in Exodus 34 6 through 7 verse 6 through 7 says the Lord passed before him this is Moses and proclaimed the Lord the Lord a God merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness keeping steadfast love for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin but who will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation God is moral excellence next God is holy you know whenever I hear God is holy I always envision the story of Moses Moses and the burning bush and how Moses didn't believe the bush <laughs> um, he didn't believe God it was God and I think of holy because God cleared he cleared the floor first first and foremost he cleared the floor of all the rocks and debris and dirt and he said take off your sandals for this land the land that you step on is holy land dang that right there like that's crazy so holy is a place of worship it's a sacred place and a sanctuary so in Revelation 4, 8, I love this verse. It states, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And who's singing that? The angels. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. God is justice, the quality of being just, righteousness, moral righteousness. The father of justice, God is the ultimate judge over, our, over the lives and actions of men. Now, when I think of justice or judge, 
God is the ultimate judge over our lives. It makes it gives me a comforting feeling because right now in this day and age are we judged off of what we're wearing, the color of your skin, what you put in your body, and just all these little earthly little things that don't align with what's cool right now. The shoes you're wearing, the socks you're wearing with their, those shoes, whether you wear glasses, whether you have braces, whether you have blue eyes, whether you have brown eyes, whether you have contacts, how you do your hair. Those are all things that people judge us over. And Oh, I'm not going to hang out with them because they don't have brown hair. Or silly little things like that. While in fact we should... Who are we to judge first and foremost? We should just sit back, be ourselves, and try, you know, just try and live as holy as we can, as best as we can. Because at the end of the, d the day, only God's judgment matters. Not people here on earth. We have it completely twisted. We're more feared of what other people are going to say versus what God is going to say on the day of judgment. And we should fear God. 100%. You should fear God. Um, because God doesn't judge you versus on what you look like. God is going to judge your heart on the day of judgment. And he's going to see whether you where your heart was at through all your actions and whether you had a good heart or a bad heart and that's all that matters to me is knowing where my heart is at and constantly doing heart checks and where am I and where am I how am I feeling and why you know just understanding myself why do I feel like that during that situation because utmost, God is the one that's going to judge you, not people. When you die, your, your best friend's not going to be there with you. And the last one I'm going to talk about today, or during this podcast, is love. And I was reading this definition over and over. And this definition is from dictionary.com. And I do not like this definition at all. But it says, Love is a feeling of warm personal attachment or deep affection as for a parent, child, or friend. And first mistake is, Love is not a feeling. God is love. I do like where it says personal attachment. Or deep affection as for a parent, child, or friend. But we have that so mistaken that love is a feeling. Here on earth, love is a feeling. When love is not a feeling. Love should be what you are and who you are. You should be love. God is love. 
in 1 John 4, um, verses 8 and 16 says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God abides in him, and who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. I love I love first John the whole book. <laughs> um I'm going to save the rest of the attributes for the next podcast. Um just because I don't want this podcast to be too long. As far um any questions that you have or any statements or what you want me to discuss later on in the further podcasts, um, you can go to my blog spot. Um, it is godisexposed.blogspot.com. That is godisexposed.blogspot.com. Or you can email me at godisexposed at gmail.com. God is exposed at gmail.com and you can tweet me at God exposed and what I want to initially do is to just start a discussion and just bring up social issues and things that are going on real life things in this world and just start a discussion bring them up the more people talk about them the less it's hidden so any questions you may have um what you think about this podcast and what you should what any suggestions you have for me for further podcasts in the future and what you thought about this one so next week we will talk, we will continue this discussion. Okay. So thank you so much for listening. You have no idea how much um, inspiration or how much this um, means to you. I hope that means to me, actually, I hope that I was able to bless you in in any way possible. And um, God bless you and have a safe and blessed week. I will see you guys, talk to you guys in the next podcast. Love you.